Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome your sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day intensive workshop for men seeking to overcome sexually addictive behaviors. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery. Your experts have over 35 years of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to be part of our next intensive coming up June 6th through the 8th. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY or visit gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio, training men, educating women. Are you ready to get real and start living each day in purity? This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Pure Sex Radio brings you the best in mobile talk radio. Listen to real-life struggles, learn how to overcome lust, pornography, and sex addiction, and get serious about purity. Your hosts for Pure Sex Radio are Jonathan Doherty and Stephen Cervantes. Jonathan is the director of Be Broken Ministries and founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop for Men. Stephen is the founder of the Hope Counseling Center. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Radio listeners, welcome to this week's edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you with us. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Stephen. Stephen, how are you doing today? I am well. Thank you, Jonathan. Excellent. Well, folks, uh, we're on the verge of, of summer being upon us and uh, just wanted to remind you that we have our Gateway to Freedom workshop that happens all throughout the year. This is a three-day intensive workshop for men who are really desiring to overcome sexually addictive behaviors. And so we run these even through the summer. We've got um, workshops that are happening in Texas and Oregon and Colorado and Pennsylvania. So all throughout the summer, there's going to be workshops going on. Uh, so we, we want to let you know how you can get information about that, how you can register. Um, there are plenty of spots available currently. So just go to gatewaymen.com and then select your region uh, that may be closest to you or the easiest one for you to get to. And uh, you can find out about the ways you can register. If you have questions, please call us. It's 1-800-49-PURITY. And we look forward to being able to serve you at that at that workshop. Well, Stephen, uh, we're going to be talking about kind of the the delusions that addicts tend to have, just kind of the the, the lies that addicts think. But and really just one. Just, I, just one, I'm going to okay. keep asking you this question, and I want you to keep educating me. 
because this guy pulled me aside one time after this talk and he said, can I have just a little secret small stash of porn that I keep? I mean, I'll get rid of all the big stuff, all the boxes, all, I'll get rid of the whole, uh, my closet full of, my bookcase shelf full of, but can I just keep a small stash? Would it be okay if, if, because uh, I know I got to do this. And so it would be okay if I just keep a small stash of this porn stuff. Do you want the short answer or the long answer? We're going we're gonna to answer that one question this whole time. So you better save them because I'm going to ask you 10 ways the same question. So give me your best whatever answer you want to give me because uh, is it okay to keep a little stash, you know, just a little box, like a shoebox size? The short answer is no. And and But I'll give you the reason. But I got rid of all the big the extended, the, the 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 multiple edition versions of. But see, to me, that's that's the equivalent of saying, "Listen, I got rid of you know the fifty gallon drum of the cyanide poison, but Gosh. can I keep just a little cup of it? You know that I can drink from every now and then. You know, so. But when you when you to sip that poison, it gives you such a rush, and it doesn't kill you. <laughs> So I just like the smell of it, the feel of it, the the taste of it. I like the rush just a little bit gives to your body. And so let me ask you again. Did you hear what I said? Just a little bit of this. Can't I just keep a little bit of this? I'm getting rid of most of it. I heard your talk on how bad it is. I'm getting rid of most of it, and I want to just keep a little bit of it. Well, you're you're moving in the right direction. (laughs) At least by getting rid of a lot of it. Uh, So my encouragement is keep moving down the path to where you keep whittling away at your your stash. Because the hope is that you eventually... Don't have any again. It's well, well, wait a minute, but that gives me up more hope because you're saying I can use the cutting back technique of just cutting back and cutting back. You know, if you have a cigarette problem, you smoke a pack, then you go to half a pack. And then right. you eventually get to two cigarettes you get to carry, and you carry the one emergency, and you always have a little fallback. Can't I'll tell I you, have a look? Can I use the cutting back technique? I'll tell you what I tell every guy. You can use whatever technique you want. <laughs> you know, if you want to cut back, if you want to have the the binge and purge, you know, whatever you want to do is what you're going to do. So... You know, we may. We so, uh, do I get your blessing or not? I'm getting. No. Am I getting your blessing on the cutting back technique? You're because I am cutting back. Well, cutting back is good. And so you're saying it's good. What I'm doing is good. It's okay to hold on to a little bit. I'm saying but, you looking uh, at porn is not good. Okay, but you don't understand. I'm getting control. I don't have complete control, but I'm getting control. And I think I can control it. If I just have a little bit of it, I can control it. And so control is key to what you're hearing right now is that I can control this thing now. Because I understand how dangerous. I went to one of your talks, and I get how bad it is. And so I think I can control it now. Well, you didn't hear the talk very well then. <laughs> if you think you can control it, you you still got a ways to go, and and maybe it'll start making sense to you more when you um, continue to fail. Then you will realize you don't have control. And and I mean, I, I'm sorry. I see you shaking your head over no, there, I and I know like you're, your answer. I, I know like you don't like answer. hearing it because I know for a fact that you get goofy in difficult times. 
And this is my little vice when life gets stressful and overwhelmed and I get tired and it's difficult. It's hard to be a man. It's hard to carry heavy things. And so I have a little stash of escape that I allow myself. Why, so, why, do why, you, why can't I use it during difficult times? But this is my question to you then. Why do you feel like that? Why do you feel like going to some... When normal, overwhelmed, no, 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 no. that's... that's when I get overwhelmed and stressed, is that... Why do I feel like that? I think I'm normal no, no, when no. I have No, no, no. I'm saying, time. why do you feel like you have to go to something that's clearly sinful and damaging to your life when you're stressed? Oh, that why can't, hurts. Why can't you reshape what you go to? Uh, why do wow. you... Wow, why don't we just grow up and all be strong and giants <laughs> and spiritual, emotional giants? Why don't we just do that today, this afternoon, Jonathan? Yeah. Hey, you said you're the one that... Uh, okay, so if you want to... I would encourage you to add to your cutback technique, your add-on, te- an add-on technique. Yes, so, I listened to your last talk and I'm adding on and I'm, I'm, I'm cleaning up and I'm getting rid of and putting some more... Uh, good stuff there. But I don't know that you heard what I said <clears throat> because uh, I think I'm unique. I think I can control this. I mean, I, I, I think that I, if you don't, you don't think other people can find. I mean, that's, the, we know how they're sloppy they are and those people. I've seen those people. But I can control this. And where's your, uh, where's your proof for that? <laughs> How, how, well, I just started. I'm starting today after right, your of course. last talk. Of course, it's... today I'm. I've decided that I'm. I'm not like those other guys, and that I can have some discipline, and I can do what those guys couldn't do. Well, I think that's great. One thing you are not lacking is confidence. <laughs> you know, and uh, in my bizarre behavior. <laughs> here's here's what I would say to you. Then I would say that um, let's talk again in a month. And then we'll have some good measurements for how well you, yes, you, I know you're different from all <laughs> yes, these other guys. Yes, that is strange. But then in, in 30 days, we might be able to have some some actual measurement of how well you've done since this time, since you're committing today. I mean, hey, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to back, you know, track this, but let's say since you're committing today, let's just talk again in a month and see how well you control this. <laughs> and then, and then when you come and you're, you're perfect in a month, then I'll say, well, let's talk in the next month. But, I don't, but, I don't I mean, like your tone or your attitude. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like the way you're talking to me right now. I'm trying to tell look. You, I'm, trying I'm to... not hurting anybody. I don't know why you're talking to me like this. I'm not hurting anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm not hurting anyone. And and so your wife is is. No, with a little bit, a controlled use, little bit. It's becoming legal in some states, control. So I could use the Colorado approach to control substance, mm-hmm. you know, and it, because it doesn't really hurt anyone. Uh, have you ever I heard thought, that on the radio? Yeah. Well, it doesn't have, really hurt anyone. Have you ever thought about uh, the, the individuals who are actually in the porn that you're looking at? Have you ever thought about what that what their lives are like? Have you ever thought about the the rates at which drug use and suicide and and even murder and trafficking ouch, is going on? Ouch! And, ouch! And so ouch. you you feel like maybe you're looking at it isn't hurting anybody around you, but are you thinking about what the industry is doing to hurt those people that you are that you are lusting over? Okay. Okay, so you're going to ignore I'm getting, my question. I, gonna... I, let's, let's move the program along right now because that's uncomfortable. 
because really I don't know those people and I'm not hurting anyone and I don't know why you don't believe me, you know. Um, <clears throat> and people make money and, and it's good for the economy, and, yeah. you know, circulation and money and, you know, all that kind of good stuff. <clears throat> and look, if you're honest, everyone needs a little porn. Come on, you know it's true. Everybody has to have a little porn in their life. It's just the way of life. And and what's your reasoning for why everybody needs a little porn in their lives? A little thrill, a little excitement. You know, everybody needs a little excitement in their life. So you you keep talking about this just a little bit, right? Yes, I mean, exa- exactly. You're getting it now, a little. That's right. Because yes. if you have small just, amounts, if you have just a little bit of porn, you can you can and and you can control that. Then that ultimately you're saying is a, a benefit, a good thing. <laughs> it adds value to your life. It enhances your life. Okay. You know? it, it, it adds it, variety to your life. You can escape pain with it. It brings greater intimacy in your relationships. I mean, it's. It, it, I wouldn't it, go that far. It builds your reputation. I mean, these are uh, things. Cause these not are, so much. Because if you're saying a little bit is really good, then then clearly you're making sure that everybody in your life knows that you're using a little bit of porn, right? Because if it's so good, you're saying everybody <laughs> everybody needs a little bit of porn, so you're making sure. Well, that, I heard some ministers confess recently that they were using it, so I figure the guys at the top use it. You know, there's people throughout using it, and and I'm not sure what their reasoning is, but I'm sure they have good reasons. And you're saying it as as if it's a need. So it's not just a little desire here and there. I mean, you're saying everybody needs a little bit of porn. Yeah, life is hard. You know, life is hard. Okay. You don't know how much, how difficult life has been, you know? And so why don't you go ahead and take all the sugar and all the sodas and take all the cake and ice cream away from life, too? You know, why yeah, don't we live well, on beans and rice and potato, I mean, uh, peanut butter or something, you know? Your 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 argument is getting very convoluted. Uh, in, thank you, thank you. And maybe that's the point. I, I think it's normal, and I don't think that one, that's one thing you didn't say in your in your talk, that it's, it's a normal thing. Well, uh, you know, normal is a very interesting word. Just because something is what we might call the the norm does does that automatically mean that it's moral or good or valuable or right no but it is normal normal so in other words so what you would rather do is you'd rather say let's let what our urges impulses lustful desires let's let that essentially steer our moral compass rather than something oh i don't know like let's say the word of god um, you know, that's what you're okay with. You're okay with saying, let's let's just let this porn steer the compass of my morality. I, I don't know. You're confusing me with all these words. You're just confusing <laughs> me. And so the final statement this guy made was, <clears throat> look, I'm a man, okay? That's the bottom line. I'm a man, and porn is part of manhood. And why don't you just honestly admit that? <clears throat> See, these are the things that really disturb me about all of this, especially coming to that last conclusion. I'm a man. Okay, so essentially what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to make an argument that says because I'm male, I have a right, even a, a need to go and be sloppy with my sexuality, to go outside of any boundaries that God might have said. To me, that's that's 
that's degrading to your manhood. Hmm. That's saying, okay, because I'm male, I get to be a uh, a slob. You know, I get to be this disrespecting um, taker. And I think, gosh, I, I don't want to be identified as part of that kind of manhood. Do you? No, that's good. I mean, so, uh, so folks, if you didn't catch it, this is not really Stephen. Okay, <laughs> he was playing the role of a of a guy who's got this addictive thinking, and we hope, you know, we hope that really made the point that that you started to see kind of the irrationality of it. You started to see the the delusion, the the idea that, and and by the way, this this is the reality for many many men out there. That this is how they are thinking. And if you think about it, I mean, the further we got down this list, the more I started thinking, this is a cultural epidemic in our boys and our men. Because I think almost everything you said here has become a norm in our society Mm. regarding manhood and and being male. Um, So how does that grab you that, that this might not just be addict thinking, this might be culture thinking wow. towards sexuality and male sexuality. That's a really good thought. And I tell you what, you nail me on on point number one. You want to drink a little poison? It was like <laughs> I was I was lost. How am I going to get out of this one? You know, because it's like you want to drink a little death. Why don't you have a little shot of death right now? You know, you got nothing else going on. You're sort of bored and restless. Yeah, keep a little death around and have a little bite once in a while. You know, like jerky, a little right. death jerky. Yeah, you have some of that. And it's, so, um, so that was my first thought. But this other one about this cultural epidemic, as I was saying some of these thinking uh, statements, I was thinking some of this is woven its way into television now, mm-hmm. and the stuff that they're just getting really graphic mm-hmm. sexually, and that's what you're talking about. It's it's weaving its way into the culture as a norm, and that porn has become almost chick. You know, it's like like to talk about porn is is. Uh, that porn is normal, porn is cool, porn is fine. Um, and, I mean, I even heard on a, 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 a program in recent years where one girl was talking about where she went and got her nails done, I think. And she said, well, I think it fronts is like a human trafficking place, but she did a great job on my nails. And wow. it's like making this flippant tor- sort of joke about human trafficking. And I'm going... That's crossing so many lines, you know, that are just that, I mean, the fact that that for so many people that that doesn't create a knot in their gut, that that doesn't cause a almost a physical reaction to such a a flippant comment about real devastation to real lives. Um, and when when I made the comment, it's not hurting anyone, I started this list. You said, oh, yeah, it's not hurting your wife. It's not hurting women. It's not hurting the children in your household. It's not hurting your church. It's not hurting your God. It's not hurting you. Right? Mm-hmm. It's hurting everybody everywhere. It's diminishing. It's, it's undermining a, a, a foundation of integrity. 
And it's weakening all of us. It's not strengthening anybody. And one thing I really want guys out there to hear that may be continuing to look at porn or having this idea of saying, listen, just a little bit, I mean, just having a little bit here and there. Um, the more we consume porn, the more we are creating danger for many, many other girls out there. Mm. Because if you think about it, I mean, the porn industry, it is a business. And so those who are in charge of the porn industry, they're looking at it like, uh, you know, consumer and product. And so the more consumers are consuming their product, the more, so it creates more of a demand. They've got to create more of a supply. And so think about it, just because you may be looking at what you consider quote-unquote softcore porn now, that means that you're continuing to engage that demand, which means these pornographers are going to be out there uh, searching and recruiting and, and sometimes even trafficking young women to increase that supply. So your your porn consumption is not some little innocent, hey, I'm just doing it by myself. It's not really hurting anybody. It's driving an industry that is fine with chewing up and spitting out young girls. Mm. Whoa. So, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily mean to be overly dramatic, but I just think that that sometimes we need those kind of thoughts in our head mm-hmm. when we're feeling tempted to go do these kinds of things, when we're tempted to go look at porn. And maybe the next time you're tempted to look at porn, you'll think, do I want to be party to more and more girls being uh, chewed up and spit out by this industry? I was also making some notes and thinking porn really weakens you. It doesn't build you. It doesn't uh, strengthen you, hold you, lay a good foundation. It eats away at your foundation. It really weakens you as a person. Mm -hmm. And then... It changes the whole culture's view of sexuality, right? And it pulls the, the integrity of sexuality down. Mm-hmm. It cheapens it, right? The more it's accepted, the more it's woven in. I'm making two points here. One, participating in it changes the definition. The more you participate, you also contribute to changing the definition of sexuality and sexual integrity. And it drops the culture down another notch. And I think we've been watching the culture drop down notch after notch, going, where is it going to stop? Mm-hmm. And that's just it. I think we have uh, – there's a there's a numbing effect that I think happens. Um, and so I think in a very in a very real way, we're becoming we're, – we're kind of the frog in the pot, right? You know, mm. the, the water's slowly being turned up. We're being cooked. We're being deceived. Um, but we're not even aware of it. You know, the fact that uh, a joke like the one I mentioned earlier can be on primetime television and there isn't any outrage over such a careless comment being made about human trafficking. And I think, wow, that's indicative of kind of where our culture is. We're, we're numb to the reality of pain that's being inflicted on real lives, even in our society. And as much as we try to think that certain problems are are elsewhere, 
like, oh, those kind of problems, that's stuff that's going on over in Cambodia, or, you know, that's stuff that's going on somewhere in some other country. These are things that are happening here and now. I mean, I saw a documentary uh, recently where they um, they went to Las Vegas. And yes, prostitution is legal in Las Vegas, but they were unable to find one, not one prostitute who was a willing participant in their activities. In other words, 100% of the prostitutes that they interviewed in this documentary were, in essence, slaves. That is wow. shocking, you know. And so, again, I just want to, uh, I think it's important, if you're engaging some of this addict thinking, this idea of, of thinking, I can have a little bit, it's not hurting anybody, it's not a big, I can control it. That's another one I want to address here before we close is, I can control it. Then I think you've got to, you've got to, you got to do something to break out of that delusion. And this is where I think, you know, recovery is helpful. I, I definitely think you're going to have to get somewhere where you can be honest about your story because otherwise, the longer you keep it a secret, the longer you think you can control it, the worse it gets. So this this used to have control it because that's one that you were really, you know, you're really harping on. I'm in, I, you know, I'm different from these other folks. How do you, as a counselor especially, how do you help people break out of that I'm unique mindset? I, mean, I think you did it perfect. Let's go 30 days. Yeah. <laughs> that way you could not have said anything better because you just nailed me. Yeah, good. You, yeah, let's go 30 days and see how your control is. And then let's do another 30 days and let's do another 30 days. Cause really we're going to try and get to 90 days. That's a good goal. Cause anybody can fake it, right? White knuckle it for 30 days. That's what mm-hmm. alcoholics have taught us. I cannot drink for 30 days and day 31 I'm drunk. So, but let's go 30 days and 30 days and 30 days. Let's go with your plan because obviously, Really, you, you, you have to want to make the change, right? Nobody can impose change on you. Right. You'll just fight it. You'll go underground. You'll hide it. You'll smile. You'll nod. But, but the reality is when you realize that what it's doing to you, it's hindering you. It's limiting you. It's weakening you. It's weakening your family. You know, we're calling men to stand up and hold a boundary of integrity around themselves. Then they can extend it around their wife and their children, around their home, and they can bring it to their church and then call other men to hold a standard of integrity, to not buy the culture's lie. And how do you, why is it so important? Do you, I mean, why do you think it's so important for a person to finally come to that realization that they aren't? in control of their little stash. (laughs) I mean, why is it so important to get to that place where they are the ones that finally say, I'm not in control? Why is it so critical? Why can't I just tell you you're not in control? Well, because then I'll smile and nod at you and let you believe whatever you think is right. But I'm I'm holding control, and I can't release it because I can't conceive of living without it, right? Yeah. I don't have a vision in my mind. It's funny because they've taught us with smokers, smokers say, I am a smoker. And, and, uh, but I'm, I'm, but I'm not smoking today. You know, they'll try that, but they can't make the jump to, I'm not a smoker. Mm-hmm. I'm a smoker, but I didn't smoke today, but I am a smoker, right? I mean, and so I'm a porn user, you know, but I didn't use today, but I'm a porn user to make that huge jump to, I'm going for integrity. It's yeah. like, Take the safety wires off the guy on the tightrope, right? Take the safety net. This guy thinks if I hit the ground, I'm dying. I can't do this, you know? Well, I think something you said is huge because there is this belief. As part of these beliefs, I think something that comes out of this is 
I can't live without this. And part of that is just because all that means is my experience of life has never been without this. Right. You know, and I, I hope the, the folks that are out there listening, you might realize if you could even just start saying it differently in your own head, when you've been saying, I can't live without this, maybe change that to, I just haven't lived without this. Mm-hmm. Or, and I'm going to start today. I'm yeah. going to start being free. And that's I'm... where the daily thing comes in. Yeah. You might be able to say, even if you change it from, I can't live without this to, I haven't lived without this, mm-hmm. just start saying, but today I did. Yes. Just yeah. one day at a time. And the know? other thought is, and who will I be? This is a powerful thought. Who yeah. will I be if I live without this? It just opens everything up. Because we're stuck going, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah. Right. And I think, you know, as much as as much as a, a broadcast like this can can maybe bring up a sense of hopelessness if you feel stuck in this kind of thinking, I think that's where the good news of the gospel of grace comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Is that you don't have to stay stuck in this kind of thinking. I was just reading this morning in First in Corinthians chapter two, where it says, We have the mind of Christ. Guys, that's a mind of freedom. You know, if you mm. want to break free from this kind of thinking, man, you, you have it within you if you're a believer in Jesus. You have the mind of Christ. You don't have to think, stay locked into these kind of thoughts. So I just hope that you've been encouraged out there. Do you have any closing comments for uh, those who are stuck? I'd say fight on, submit, bow, and then I like this. Lean into the mind of Christ, not into my old self. Mm-hmm. You know? If you are out there and you you found that you're really wrapped up in this kind of thinking, um, then we want to be able to help you. We want to be able to present truth to you in a, in a grace-based way. We want to give you space to tell your story. Uh, so please contact us today so that we can help you in your journey of, of breaking free from this thinking and finding out what it's really like to live a life of freedom and joy. We're glad you've been with us, and we look forward to having you back here again next week on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.